Visit the Cape Drive Time. Welcome back to the show. With more than 11 million people currently unemployed in South Africa, the Employment Amendment Bill aims to redress high numbers of foreign nationals employed in unskilled occupations by putting more locals to work. So will prioritizing the hiring of locals help to address unemployment? Is it reverse xenophobia? We now chat to Don Niemann, Sales Director at Western Cape for Workforce Staffing, and Frederick Bacala, legal expert and founder of FGB Legal Services, will join us later. Don Niemann, welcome. Thank you, Shafiq, and thank you to your listeners for having me on your Drive Time show. And I do believe that Frederick Bacala is also online. Frederick, also welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, thank you, Shafiq. Thank you for having me. Right. Don, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, the Employment Amendment Bill, what exactly is it saying? Um, is it going to create uh, what I'm uh, terming a reverse xenophobic situation? Because surely employers can employ people that want to and not be told to. Absolutely. We must just remember that the legislating of the employment of foreign nationals is not a concept that is new globally. These have been impacted globally. The um, hiring of foreign nationals in various other countries have been legislated as to the use that can be used of them. What the bill seeks to do is to redress as you said earlier, the high numbers of foreign nationals employed in unskilled occupations by putting more locals to work. So the bill seeks to put certain provisions in place that an employer first has to comply with before a foreign national may be hired. Frederick, as a matter of interest, what are the things that um, an employer had, has, will have to comply with? Because employers nowadays are bound by so many burning hoops they have to jump through because they can employ somebody. You've got BEEE um, and various other things to comply with. And now this. Um, uh, oh, is it my turn now? It is your turn now indeed, yeah. Okay, basically, uh, uh, with the bill, uh, the government of South Africa is just trying to have an approach of the uh, organ- uh, International Labour Organization, I think, Convention Staging, which is stipulating uh, a principle of quotas when it comes to employment. And the convention is actually motivating uh, the member state of the International Labour Organizations to uh, apply the principle of 75% of national being given a priority in terms of uh, employment locally. So it is not basically a wrong move based on what's happening in South Africa, but the, the, the dynamic might seem to be a little bit questionable due to the fact that in South Africa, we are counting pretty much 62 or 65% of multinational companies based in, in, in South Africa. So most of them, due to the fact that they want to have uh, a very uh, 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 positive and uh, well-functioning labor forces, that's why they have some time approach of employing foreign nationals. But uh, the move of the amendment of the uh, employment bill is pretty much uh, with the spirit of the international Labor uh, 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 organizations convention touching. So uh, it might then be it must it must not be seen as xenophobic per se. It's pretty much trying to redirect uh, 
the labor dynamic in giving first preference to the national. So uh, the optic uh, uh, per se shouldn't be regarded as something discriminatory. Okay, but uh, Frederick, isn't it discriminatory if you're forcing an employer to employ a certain person? Isn't that uh, discriminatory? Uh, we will uh, talk about discriminatory if the bill is not even allowing foreign national to be employed. But uh, as per the mechanism of international labor organizations, any country that is pretty much signatory to the Convention 13 of the uh, international labor organization should be given a quota mechanism. 75% of the employment that could be actually given for grab should be uh, a, a national, a, a national uh, well, what, citizen to be right. given first preference. And uh, as uh, uh, in terms of the Convention 13, if there is no citizen that is cap uh, in the capability of actually fulfilling such a task, then uh, uh, priority can be given to international uh, 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 or, let, let's say, foreign national employee, uh, employees. So it cannot be seen in a discriminatory measure per se. But... Due to the fact that uh, South Africa is having pretty much an approach into the global market, and the global market uh, is attracting a, a, a bigger spectrum of uh, employment uh, 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 mechanism, and in that case, employers sometimes, uh, upon uh, uh, pretty much establishing themselves in South Africa, they are coming with a huge number of staff from uh, abroad. I can recall companies such as uh, WNS, it's an international company based in South Africa, but they came with pretty much 20 to 30% of employees from outside South Africa due to the fact that they wanted to establish a, a, a working uh, a mechanism based on the vision of their company. So in that perspective, uh, it can actually be seen as a... Uh, clashing with the vision that the company can actually want to uh, apply for uh, whatever system that they have to put in place to make profit within the South African market. But right. uh, what the bill is actually observing is the uh, Convention 13 of the International Labor Organization, which is not actually something wrong. It's pretty much a government trying to cater for national more than uh, foreign national. Okay, Donnie, okay, uh, Frederick telling us that we are basically just complying with international labor organization practices. But, um, Donnie, is there any indication as to how many um, unskilled foreigners are being employed by South African companies and in what proportions? Okay, there uh, is oh, sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there is no indication at this stage, because um, not everything is documented in respect of foreigners. But we do know that some of the studies that have been done, which goes back to 2019, said that roughly 3 million people work in the informal sector. And as we know, the informal sector is largely, uh, foreigners are largely employed in the informal sector. So if we go to those stats from 2019, we can ensure that those stats have increased and that more foreigners are employed in the um, informal sector. So um, I'll ask you a second question, Donnie. So how do you see this particular legislation playing out? Is it going to change the employment landscape much? 
I think it will. Sorry, yeah. Frederick. I think okay. it will change the employment landscape. I think employers have to be mindful that there are processes to be followed before employing a foreign national. The aim is ultimately to um, upskill our South Africans and to retain the skill in South Africa. So with the the regulations that the bill is um, proposing is that an employer, if they do employ a foreign national, they have to put a skills transfer plan in place so that that skill is transferred within a period of time to a South African national. Exactly. Right, Frederick, to get back to you, but how are small businesses, SMEs, going to deal with this? Because small businesses, as I say, are burdened with so many things. I mean, is a small business going to jump through all these hoops? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, that it will become a little bit uh, uh, compromising to SMEs due to the fact that uh, you'll find that in many SMEs we have South African uh, uh, colliding with uh, foreign nationals to open some uh, small companies. And, uh, and when it comes to the function, the uh, 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 proper functionality of some SMEs. They want people with great skills. They want people who are ready to work, people who are ready to, to produce, to become productive so that they can generate profit to make the company, to, to, keep, to, to keep the business going. So in that case, due to the fact that South Africa is actually suffering with uh, skilled employ- employees, and just as my, uh, my colleague was saying, it will require uh, to put a system in place in which we can speed up skills to be transferred into South Africa. Otherwise, it will affect the, the, the market in such, a big, uh, uh, in such a big way due to the fact that uh, uh, when we don't have a lot of South Africans with the needed skills to keep the SMEs going, they will leave, they, they, they will be companies that will be suffering due to the fact that they, don't, they want them, South Africans with the needed skills to actually fulfill the task needed in terms of SMEs. And uh, in that case also, it will have to be taken into consideration some of the 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 the, the, uh, the standpoint uh, point of view of the government uh, of uh, companies that are actually uh, seeing South Africa as a, a, a market that can actually be so uh, approachable in effect that they want to come and make by coming to make profit it will have to be something that they can actually get to to have a possibility to apply. The, the mechanism that in their advantage, but if they have to put a bill that is actually streamlining the employment uh, the employment measures, that uh, it's a bit uh, conflictual in a sense whereby there's no so much freedom to SMEs to actually operate in their limestream. Right, uh, Donate, to get back to you, um, what happens if a business is owned by a foreigner? Will the <laughs> same rules apply, Donate? If the person is employed in South Africa, the South African law will apply. And the principles of all South African regulations and provisions will apply to that business operating within South Africa under South African law. So it, it doesn't change at all depending on who might own the company. I mean, if, if one looks at it on, on a large scale, Chinese companies, they're really big and they specialize in only hiring their own people. So that could be interesting. 
it could be very interesting, but as Frederick has commented, there would be leeway for certain skills that are not available in South Africa. And ultimately, the aim is to transfer over time those skills to South Africans so that we can retain and build up a database of the skills that will make us competitive in the economic market. Yeah, Frederick, do you think this is a positive move in upskilling workers? Because one of the biggest problems, I'm sure you and Donny will agree, in South Africa right now is that we don't have enough skilled workers. And if anything, there are more jobs available for skilled workers than unskilled workers. Yeah, so much. But uh, we have to uh, be mindful that uh, the job creations in a, in, a, in a country is not only uh, the, the work of the government. The government has actually have to put mechanisms in place to give the, the private uh, sectors an interest to come and invest. So when they have to put the bill into perspective, it has to actually open the avenue to the private sector to have the space to breathe where they can actually come and apply whatever knowledge they can have in a specific sector. So if the bill is going to streamline their, uh, uh, their uh, space of work or space of practic- practicability, then it's actually coming into conflict with uh, uh, job creation per se because the government has to work end in end with the private sector. So the private sector can have enough space to breathe to uh, come about uh, bringing job creation. So... Um, South Africa recently signed, I think, Conventions 29 of the International Labor, Labor Organization. And Convention 29 is actually in the same optic as multinational companies. And uh, the multinational companies is actually what is uh, uh, in the market nowadays. You find sometimes a company uh, is registered in Switzerland, but they are operating in Mozambique, they are operating in South Africa, they are operating in Botswana, per se. So they, they can have their production unit based in South Africa, but the headquarters is somewhere in America. So in that perspective, the regulation that South Africa has to put in place has to go in line with the private sector so that they can be able to uh, bring business into South Africa. But because the more business they bring into the country, the more employment is going to generate. But right. So sorry, I'm going to just go to, we have to end there, Frederick. Donna, just one quick comment in the last 30 seconds. This is a private member's um, bill being put forward to Parliament. Donna, very quickly in the last 30 seconds, do you think this bill will be passed? I think it may be passed in certain, in, in, in maybe in a different format than this, with certain regulations, but this has been a five-year journey. So I don't think it's something that we are going to see within this year, at least. Donna Niman, who is Sales Director of Western Cape for Workforce Staffing, and Frederick Bacala, legal expert and founder of FGB Legal Services, thanks for chatting to us about the Employment Amendment Bill. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. Drive time 91.3. Always on